sweet friends and welcome to another episode of Amplify, a podcast for creative and courageous entrepreneurs. I'm Kate K. McCarthy, your host, and this week I'm sharing my seriously amazing conversation with my mastermind sister and dear friend, Brianna Wilkerson. She's a holistic health coach and the creator of the Be Healthy and Thrive podcast, which is linked in the show notes, of course. Together, we talked about how to hold on to our dreams when they feel far off, what led her from accounting to holistic health coaching, taking big risks in life and business while still being smart about it, and what food and money have in common. I'll give you a hint. It's more than you think. But I'm not about to spoil it, y'all. Listen in. Hello and welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I have been waiting to interview you because you and I are in the same circles, but also because um, I think that you and I have had similar journeys and I'm really super excited to hear about the ways that you're learning and shifting and all the ways that you're showing up in the world. Um, but before we get into all of that good stuff, I would love if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do in the world. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Brianna. I live in the Cayman Islands, born and raised here, went to mm -hmm. school in the States for five and a half years, got my bachelor's in accounting, master's in business, but kind of always knew I loved business, but it, the job wasn't the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. And so after moving back to Cayman and going on my own health journey of for a long time, really struggling with food, seeing it as a friend, as a foe, mm. eating too little, eating too much. I just kind of came to a place where I was tired and said, I need to do this for the right reasons. I need to do this sustainably. Mm. So when I started to really think through that and started to care about my whole health and whole life, like not just my physical health, but my relationships, spirituality, all those things, it started to become more of a joy than a chore. And I think that's actually what led to my journey being sustainable. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea. So you started kind of playing around with all of that and reframing your relationship around food and your body from that point. Mm -hmm. And then what inspired you to start your business and yeah. kind of go on the path to to where that led you? It's very, it's, that's an interesting question because I actually had some friends during that journey that saw the change in me and who had known me for years and mm -hmm. saying like, wow, this is kind of sticking and asking me what I wanted to do with that, like was like ready to share with anyone. And I said, I actually think this is just for me. I think I need to go on this journey. And when I feel like I need to help others, if I need to help others in this, then I'll get there when I get there. Then it came to a point where I did the whole 30 eating program where I just felt so empowered to actually know how food affected me that I was like, okay, it is time. <laughs> it is time to help others in some way. So I had a blog at that point and I was, was told myself, I don't want to go back to school for four years to be a nutritionist or a dietitian. So mm -hmm. what is there out there? And I just stumbled upon the Institute for Integrative Nutrition that offered a holistic health coaching program for a year online. Mm. I didn't have to go there. I could still work full time. And I said, this is it. But it's funny though, because I told myself, I am not going to go into debt paying for this. I'm not going to pay this high interest rate. So I have to have all the money and pay it all off. 
And knowing that, it took me a while to actually start. And I started to lose faith. I'm like, I'm never actually going to be a health coach. It's just, I don't have enough money. And I just remember some friends in my life really saying, looking at me, actually a fitness coach friend, and he said, you're going to be a health coach. And I just was like, yeah, of course, you're right. <laughs> and I eventually got enough money and I paid, you know, the thing full, full price. And just from there, as I was studying it, I just knew from the very first module, like, this is for me. I am meant to do this because I had experience coaching women in college through the ministry I was involved in. And I just knew that I thrived in coaching people. So now to find something that I had such a life transforming experience in myself and to pair that with my love for coaching, Mm -hmm. I just knew I had to do it. It was no question. Yeah. I think um, that brings up for me like this idea of when we have a vision and we know that it's kind of farther away from where we want it to be, like we want all the things to happen right now. And I think as entrepreneurs, like you and I've talked about this, like we want to make all the things like right now too. We have all of these ideas and we just want them to happen. Um, But what happens when those ideas are a little farther off than we want them to be? And like, how do we hold on to that faith and hold on Mm -hmm. to that inner knowing that like this is where we're supposed to be. Like um, obviously community was a huge part of it for you, but Mm -hmm. like with that being kind of farther off, are there ways that you were able to remind yourself that that was what you were going for? Yeah. I think what helped during the, even during the studying process was I was, since I had a blog, I was actually sharing all the time what I was doing with my gym, with my friends, and they would always comment and say, I love your new recipe or, and so it just affirmed it, like the little things I was doing along the way. And when I could start seeing clients, a lot of people, I met a lot of my classmates halfway through, you can start seeing, and they said, oh, I'm going to wait. And I'm like, I'm not going to wait. I got to try it now to Mm. see if it works. Yeah. So I put together a little program. I had no idea. (laughs) what to do. I just had the bare minimum. And sure enough, because I established a following from just blogging and just people knowing of my story, I got two clients very easily with Mm -hmm. that. Right. And so I think the biggest thing is to just try and get out there and you will figure it out along the way. And so that's kind of even now that I'm full time in my business, I'm just trying a lot of things. Yeah. And, you know, just seeing what makes what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what serves my audience the best, but definitely always reminding yourself of your why and your story that led you to want to start your whatever it is, is what keeps me going. Yeah, I I love that. I think too that like you bring up two really important points. Like one is that like creativity is always at our fingertips. Like We Mm -hmm. live in a global world where like you're in the Cayman Islands and you're taking these classes. And I know that IAN is based in New York and you're able to Mm -hmm. do not only this, but also to use that passion to connect with people Mm -hmm. outside of maybe your inner circle or just to start to build those connections. Um, And so I think creativity and connection, like whether or not your dream is here right now or whether it's a little far off, like holding on to those things and harnessing them are so important. Um, so you started out as a health coach. When did you mm-hmm. get your certification from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition? I think officially July 2016. Okay. Last year. Very so about cool. a year ago. Okay. Yeah. So since then, 
because I've stalked you on the internet a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Since then, you've expanded from just being a health coach and into other arenas Mm -hmm. of life satisfaction, I guess. So Mm -hmm. what are you doing now? And like, what was that process to expansion like? Yeah. So I think when I first entered the online world of Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship and saw all these groups and business coaches and life coaches, I just didn't know that that was a thing. And I didn't know you could do that and get clients online and all those things. So I started to even ask myself, okay, I have a business background and I love health coaching. There are business coaches for health coaches. And so I just wondered if I could even just offer what I've learned to other health coaches. And so I started doing that. Mm -hmm. And I just found a lot of joy in being able to share the things that I was learning because I know one of my top strengths is if I can't find something, figure something out, I'm going to learn about it. Yeah. And I'm going to spend all the hours and then I'm going to share it by, by nature of who I am. And so I, that's something I still do. Um, but at one point I was doing all three types of coaching, like saying I was all these things. I was mm. a life coach, purpose coach, a health coach and business coach. And I still have packages for all of those. But what I realized that I was actually doing is what I really want to do is holistically serve women, mm. um, really help them care for their health first, then figure out what's their passion for life or purpose. And then if that's a business, we can switch to there. So it's almost like a, a funnel of like just helping them through the whole thing. And so I, once I started to get clear on that, I just had to own, I am a holistic health and life coach. Yeah. I own that. I was running from it. I had no idea why, but it's what I was doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Do you find that the different um, areas of our lives, life, business, and health, um, how do you see them bleed into one another? And if you were to start with one of them, would you start with the health piece? Like, I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. I personally would because mm. uh, in my journey, it wasn't until uh, – but that was my main struggle at the time, right? Mm-hmm. I was struggling health. But once I started to care for myself – physically, emotionally, mentally, all of those things, I could show up better in the world. And I wasn't trying to help someone else because I felt like I needed that to, to get value or worth, right. which is what I tend to do sometimes, yes. right? I, you know, we all yes. tend to do it. I think, uh, so I think caring and especially as women, we don't care for ourselves that much. We are caring for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think it's important to take a step back and say, what ways do I need to care for my own health, my own life? And then as I'm, when I'm ready and in a healthy place, I could serve people from a good place. Right. Yeah. Right. To be energized, to be able to make the impact that you dream of mm-hmm. making. So mm-hmm. for yourself, what are some of those self-care practices that continue to fuel you as you grow and change and engage with your audience? I definitely think I'm a nerd. So reading. I love um, it. You know, I know. I gotten into a phase where, you know, I always knew we should read good leaders, read a book, a month, all that right. stuff. But I had to find, I'm very much a person that I need to read something that I can apply right away. Mm-hmm. And so one of those things is definitely reading a lot of development books, uh, a lot of success and mindset books, and then journaling. Mm-hmm. I am such a journaler. Like it doesn't, it's not real until I write it on paper or yeah. it's not clear until I write it on paper. So doing that, being by the water mm-hmm. and just taking quiet time, just time to visualize, time to think, time to process. Uh, I will always, always come out better. Like last night I worked, I don't know, probably a 12 hour day yesterday. And my husband was like, do you need some time? And I said, yeah, I need some like refueling time. He's like, okay, whatever you want to do. And I did those things. 
And I felt like a whole other person. I feel like I could actually have a conversation, right? right? So definitely just that quiet time to get clear on what's going on in my mind. Because as an entrepreneur, we're all over all the time. Our brains are like, eh, keep going. And so to settle, uh, breathing exercises, anything that's going to bring me down actually helps me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think you touched on a lot of really huge things. Um, And all of them are things that I think that in our world – particularly in the online space and the go, go, go mentality of online entrepreneurship and the hustle, right? Hashtag hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we are missing almost all three of those aspects. Like one, the reflection time. Two, consuming things that are actually good for us. And three, mm-hmm. space and solitude. Like what? what is that in our world? Um mm-hmm. But I'm curious, since you said that you are a consistent and constant learner, I am the exact same way. Like, mm-hmm. if I don't read something once a day, I I feel like I've lost my place in the world. Um, yeah. So what are you currently learning in your life or business? Like, what's lighting you up about what you're learning now? Mm. Well, uh, right. So I, again, I mentioned before doing coaching, I was an accountant and I mm-hmm. practiced in public accounting for about four years, like full time. Mm -hmm. And, but I always felt this weird relationship around money. I felt Mm. like it was always lacking that I didn't know how to manage it. Well, if I had it, I could spend it. If I had it, I should save it. So there was a lot of different ways. But when you have a full time steady salary, what you have is what you have. So you learn to deal with it. But when you're not so steady yet, and you're not necessarily always guaranteed, you're forced to really say, what is my relationship with money? Right. Because I'm in charge of getting clients that will pay me money. If I'm not, if I don't believe I should receive money, then I'm not going to go ask clients to pay me. And so all of these different things around money mindset and my relationship, how I use it, how I see it, but also how I manage it. Because I feel like I wasn't taught how to manage money well as much as I was taught how to manage someone else's money, right? Oh, such an interesting distinction. Yeah, you know, and... And I think it's completely different as an entrepreneur too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so one book I've just finished reading is called Profit First. And mm-hmm. it's by, um, it's really about, how, it's for an entrepreneurs actually, and how we should take our profit first rather than the typical revenue minus expenses equals your profit. No, revenue minus your profit equals expenses. So if you don't have enough to handle your expenses, that means something needs to change. You need to either lower your expenses or increase your revenue, right? Mm-hmm. And so- just that whole concept, it felt so freeing to be like, this is how I can manage my money so that there's stuff left around. Like yeah. I have stuff, you know, so yes. that's, that's great. I can take a bonus or all these different things. So uh, really cool season. And I feel so much more empowered mm. to, to, to now when I receive money from my business, I know how to handle it. Wow. How has it, this might be too personal a question. So like mm-hmm. feel free. How has it shifted the way that you interact with money in your business? Like has has your rates changed? Has the way that you celebrate the money coming in changed? Has like how has that shifted practically speaking um your money habits in your business? Yeah, I think when I receive money now I'm very much rather than thinking, oh, this like 200 bucks, that's how much this bill is due. I'll just use that. I start to think about the wider picture. Mm. Like, okay, the whole month, what's due the whole month? What do I have going on the whole, you know, so I, 
I'm more of a strategic thinker around money now rather than thinking about the moment. Yeah. Uh, as well as, yeah, my rates. I mean, I always, I think everyone's, well, at least I struggle a lot with rates. Like, would I pay that much money? Do I mm -hmm. think it's that much value? But really seeing how when I operate out of a place of security and abundance, thinking like, you know what, this will come to me, mm. I show up better for my clients and I make rates that will serve them and serve me. And so I think it's made even clients paying me, paying me on time, all those things just work better. Yeah. And I feel more secure knowing that I'm handling it all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that it's interesting, too, because you work with food as well. So, like, I think that we tend mm -hmm. to think of, like, you know, the traditional thinking about food is calories in, calories out. We typically think about money, right, as, like, income mm -hmm. and expenses. But it's mm -hmm. so complicated. It's so <laughs> emotional. And our relationships mm -hmm. with them dictate everything we do from, like, what we spend mm -hmm. our money on to, like, how we binge eat at night to like yes. how we feel about our bodies and our lives and our businesses and whether we're able to like engage with the world with like the energy that we intend. I think it's, you work with very complex and tender things that we, no one ever talks about. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that you're bringing all of that stuff to the surface. Um, mm -hmm. And I imagine that there's a bit of fear, maybe for yourself, maybe for your clients mm -hmm. when you start to work with these tender topics. Um, and you know that like one of the things that we talk about here in Amplify is courage and vulnerability. Um, and I know that purpose is a huge theme for you in your work as well. Mm -hmm. And for me, I see the flip side of that as fear, right? Um how do you, again, like not a small question, but like how do you, how do you harness courage and focus on purpose to be able to work through those fears, both for yourself and maybe like what's the advice you give for your clients too? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think whenever you're approaching anything that is vulnerable and matters to people or there's shame, there's guilt, or there's an intense emotion around it, there's, there's fear there. There's fear of being exposed. There's fear of someone, you know, listening to a podcast that you're talking about it and you're like, Oh no, wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think in those moments, I, I just tell myself what I want to hear about this. Mm. What would, what do I most need? And I, I'm, this is where I think I start to be very vulnerable and open. I read this book. She means business by Carrie Green. I was in a season of no one talks about entrepreneurship and how hard it is. At least that's what I was seeing. Everyone's mm -hmm. like 10 K 20 K. And I'm like, Oh, tiring. And, right. and I just read that book and I just felt like someone understands mm. and I can keep going now because someone understands I'm not alone in this. And so whenever I, I feel something and I'm scared to share, I just wonder, is this going to help someone? Is, is this truth? Will this shift the way things are? And then I'm like, you know what? I need to share it. Mm. And so I, I often, even with my clients, ask them like to always go back to what do you actually want in this area, whether it's in your health or your purpose or your business, all these, what do you actually want? Cause you're, you're focusing on the how right now you want to say, okay, how do I lose weight and all these sort of things? I'm like, but what do you actually want? Cause if you want to feel comfortable in your own skin, how do we help you get there? Cause you need to own that. And so 
helping people, I really want to be people to come to the, whatever they're truly wanting and desiring to own that first, mm-hmm. rather than figure out the how to's. Cause I have people all the time saying, can you just give me meal plans? And I'm like, no, I can't because that's not actually what I want you to do. I want to get to the why, why you're going through this and show you how so that you can do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want it to just give you something that might put a bandaid on whatever's actually going on. I want you to get to the root of it. And so I think the best way for me to even inspire my clients is for me to keep sharing. Cause yeah. very early on, my, my first client said this about my blog. She's like, I really love your blog. She said, can you share more stories about you? I just want to know your story. And I was like, Oh, I thought she would want more recipes or more tips. She's like, I just want to hear your story. And I will never forget that. So there's sometimes I'm like, just going to share my yeah. story in my heart. Yeah, I guess that's all I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I think too that we, there's like this, um, particularly because like the online space, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, it's super sparkly and like there are those higher level coaches Mm -hmm. or people who you see everywhere that like it looks Mm -hmm. like they are perfect and polished and we think that that's what people want because Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. we consume that story right and what people really want I think I believe is to be heard seen and validated and loved Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. in order to like really engage on that level it takes empathy, it takes vulnerability, and all of that takes courage, right? So like to be able to open yourself up enough to acknowledge that you've struggled too, that like maybe mm-hmm. you sometimes still struggle. Oh, like, yeah. You know, and to be really um, honest so that people aren't – I think we all tend to feel alone when we put on those perfect little – images, you know, it just leaves Mm -hmm. us more isolated and yeah, and alone. And I think that that's huge. Um, Have there been any stories lately that have felt vulnerable to share, but that you, you knew that you needed to share? Yeah, I would definitely think the uh, struggle around money and finances and how I'm managing it. And I've done a lot of little anchor, a lot of anchor mini podcasts around that. And it's very vulnerable every time I'm thinking and feeling, but it's in that moment that I get clarity. I'm like, I need to say this now while, yeah. I, while, I, while I'm feeling it. And it's so awesome. One of my really great friends really respect her and great leader. She, she just was, she just messaged me. She said, thank you so much for sharing about this because I'm struggling and she's a steady job, right? Mm-hmm. She's just to be my relationship around money. And, and so, yeah. So for me hearing those little, little wins that, you're like, is anyone listening? Yeah. I have no idea if anybody's <laughs> listening or watching, but it's in those moments that you're like, yeah, someone is listening. Someone is watching. I have to keep going. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, my heart just like totally swelled up. <laughs> um, I think that that's beautiful. I think that um, when more people share their stories, like that's such a huge purpose for why I decided to launch the podcast is mm-hmm. I think that storytelling is powerful and the more mm-hmm. honest and real and vulnerable. And I don't, I don't mean like intimate. I don't mean like sharing parts of your world that like aren't ready to be shared yet, but sharing the mm-hmm. things that are vulnerable and serve our audience, I think is super important and super powerful. And like 
more than like a bit of content or like an actionable piece of strategy, those stories, they like cut through the noise and like right to your heart and you make action in ways that you take action mm-hmm. in ways that are, it's more meaningful, um, mm-hmm. which is one of my values. Meaning is one of my values. Mm-hmm. But so you yourself are creating a podcast right now mm-hmm. and obviously leaning into like these different ways to create and share your message. Um, how has that process been for you creating something brand new? Well, uh, it's been scary. So over the last three months, I've been doing something different, kind of really branding myself as holistic health Mm -hmm. and life. And I just shared my platform for the last three months with a lot of different amazing women. I've had a giveaway, I had a training series, and I just recently had a summit and I just, and an interview series as well. And I just recognized that I really love doing what we're doing right now. I really love talking with other women and just them sharing their story. And I say, you need to be heard by the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was going to launch a show, like a live show and just do videos. But then I started to think a lot of people ask me about a podcast and I started Mm -hmm. to think, well, I can still do the video, but what if I could reach more people via audio? Mm hmm that way, because I'm not a big audio person. I'm more like, I need to watch someone and talk with someone, Yeah. but some people are. Yeah. And so for me, it was actually, it's actually scarier to say I'm doing a podcast than it is to say I'm doing a video show to me. Wow. And so to own that, which is weird because I'm on camera with the video right, show. Right, right, right. <laughs> the audio comes through too. Yeah. I know, I know, but it's like, okay, why is that? Why, why is there this resistance? Because mm-hmm. what we were talking about earlier, I think the best of the best have podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think that people, you know, and it's like, Oh me, you're joking. I'm just like this little girl from the Cayman Islands and no one knows that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think in those moments it was actually me deciding like owning my value and worth and stepping into that and saying many people need to hear what, what these other people are going to say. So I need to just risk it and yeah. try. Ugh. Yes. I've been feeling the same thing where it's like a mm-hmm. little bit of um, – what do they call that? Imposter syndrome yeah. a little bit where you're like, who am I to do something like this? But recognizing that like um, the platform is important and being able to harness stories and be able to share our lives together in this world mm-hmm. I think is super important. So um, I have a couple of questions just before we wrap up. Um Mm-hmm. that I ask all of my guests, mm. what is the best advice that you have received lately in your business? That's a very, very good question. Well, actually, I would say my coach really advised me to give something new that I started just 90 days. Mm. And the reason why is because so often when something isn't working as intended or you're comparing it against someone else's, Yes. You think it's a failure. You think you shouldn't have done it. And, and, but I had to ask myself, what was my heart behind starting that? And what I'm not giving it time to actually come into fruition if I'm going to cut it off or just give up on it inside. Right. So I think to start something and stick with it. Mm. And that has been challenging, but it's been the most rewarding thing because I wouldn't want anyone to start with me. And then if I wasn't giving them any, you know, what they, you know, someone invested in me yeah. and I wasn't coming out with the results they wanted for them to give up on me. Right. And I, I had mentors in my life who still have, they saw that I'm, I'm still going, I'm still going. I haven't gotten the results that we both wanted, 
but they haven't given up on me. Mm -hmm. So why should I give up on people or give up on this new idea? And so that has been the hardest advice, but the best advice. Mm. I know that you and I had talked a little bit before um, we hopped on uh, about the seasons in your business. And I think that that kind of Mm -hmm. complements this idea of, of, sticking with something long enough to see it through a couple of seasons because Mm -hmm. I know that for me, like we're coming off of summer and summer is not my season. Summer is the season that I spend outdoors camping, kind of soaking in all the inspiration. It's not super productive. I don't work with a lot of people over the summer. I have some really great Mm -hmm. clients, but I don't work with a ton of people. But like if I decided that this summer – was what was going to dictate the rest of my year, I would give up. I would stop trying. But Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. wait for the fall, which is my time. The fall Mm -hmm. is like, it's my time. I'm so excited for September. Um, Yeah. But (laughs) to wait until it hits, like you never know if you're going to just keep trying and it's going to hit this one person that then domino effect to where you want to be, you know? So Mm -hmm. I love that. So can you tell our audience where to find out more about you? Yes. They can visit my website at www.madewell345.com. And pretty much if you go on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, that's how you find me, Mm Madewell345. And so just kind of took it across the board and then you'll find more about like my Facebook groups and all those sort of things happening. Perfect. I did want to say that Profit First and She Means Business, we're going to link up in the show notes um, Mm -hmm. just to make sure that people can get their hands on that resource. Um, I've heard that Profit First is amazing and I've never heard of She Means Business, so I'm excited to read it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll also, as much as we can, link up you to your podcast so that it gets mm-hmm. gets out and people can hear more of your beautiful voice in yeah. their ears while they're walking or driving or whatever. And it has mm-hmm. been such a gift to have you here. I consider you Thank a newfound you. sister in this online world. Yeah. And I'm just really glad that you were able to bless me with your time this afternoon. So, uh, all right. Thank I'll you talk so to you much. later. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Amplify, a podcast for creative and courageous entrepreneurs. If you love this episode, subscribe to make sure you never miss an Amplified beat. You can find resources, show notes, and downloads, plus my exclusive resource library at katekmccarthy.com. I am all about connection, and this internet thing makes it so easy. Come find me over on Instagram at katekmccarthy. Then reach out and say hi. I adore you already. Thank you so much to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Amplify is produced by me and my slam bang behind the scenes team. Catch you next time.